Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Ariane the Alchemist. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach. And I blend in these different mediums to bring you a space and process of alchemy or transformation for you to get to know yourself a bit better and to um, have more agency over the life that you want to build. So today we're doing a reading for the collective in honor of Leo season and the theme will be creativity. So welcome everyone. I hope you're well. hope you have been well. Welcome or welcome back if you've been on the podcast before. Um, so yeah, today we're doing a reading always with um, tarot, but you know, honestly the tarot is really just a support here because the concept is really just to connect to source or connect to the universe and create and hold space for us to explore this topic of creativity within you and in your external world as well and to get the message that the universe wants to give to you regarding this topic wherever you may be with this topic currently um you are welcome of course i tend to put a little bit of what the message that comes through will be about in the title and the description of each episode so at this moment you have a better idea than me about what's going to come through <laughs> i do th- i do that to um help you um figure out whether it seems that this reading will speak to you or not but if you're here just trust that there's something for you in here because there often is um especially like these podcast episodes like this is not something there's no algorithm on spotify that that's suggesting um this to you not that i think algorithms never have to do with the universe but I'm just saying is that usually when you get on here, it's because you looked for it. (laughs) Um, So trust that like, there aren't that many people listening as well, usually. I mean, that could change, but who knows. So this message is probably for you if you're listening to this, or there's something in here for you. Trust that. Trust that you've been sent here for a reason, that it has found you as much as you have found the reading. And trust that this is also the right time for you to hear this message, because timing is also a very important part of all of this. I did say this reading was in honor of Leo season because creativity is a theme connected to the Leo archetype. I always choose my themes in in connection to the current sign that the sun is transiting through. So it's Leo season as I'm recording this, but you really don't have to be listening to this during Leo season, okay? The messages that will come through in the reading are timeless. And as I said, trust that they are reaching you at the time where you're ready to hear them and you're meant to hear them. And regardless of whether or not it's Leo season when you're listening or if any planets are in Leo, the there's an energetical imprint, energetical imprint on this reading from um, the moment that I'm recording it in. So, okay. So yeah, this reading is for the collective. So this is not for a particular sign. This is for everyone who finds themselves here. And regardless, we all have a little bit of every single sign within us. That's also something to take into account. We're just going to putting the spotlight on Leo right now through the topic of creativity. And we'll just see what the universe wants to tell you about this. All right. So without any further ado, let's just get into it. let's get into it shall we and we are going to start with a card that i've already pre-pulled for you i wasn't planning on doing this but as i was pre-shuffling the decks to prepare them for the reading 
a card fell out from the crystal grid oracle deck and it just felt right to kind of put it in the center and start with that okay so on one side of the card there's like an image of of the crystal and on the other side there's like the name and what it means uh the properties associated with this crystal um so the crystal is very the first thing i'm noticing is it's very hot pink of course which makes me think of barbie pink especially because i went to see the barbie movie last night which I loved and of course now my brain is connecting stuff to Barbie every single time that I can <laughs> but okay so your crystal is a beautiful bright shade of pink and my shirt is also pink because it's from when I went I mean it was tonight slash last night because it's middle of the night whatever okay let's just read what your crystal is about <laughs> so it is called Big Spite which very funny name first of all some keywords are timing action and change and some astrological correspondences are aries taurus and the moon which take that with a grain of salt and it says timing is everything and with big spite that couldn't be truer big spite has an impeccable knack for the right timing and can encourage you to try new things pursue an opportunity or change anything that needs an update Big Spike opens the connection between your base chakras and your heart chakra and infuses you with unconditional love for yourself and others. Big Spike encourages energy expressed as action, movement, and progression to move toward true alignment between you and your soul. Update what's outdated with joy and recharge your life. Recharge. I feel like I said that weird. Okay. Wonderful. Okay something else yeah timing i i remember that i mentioned divine timing or the right timing of this message reaching you like multiple times in the intro as well there's definitely something about that here it also speaks of a change happening but not just happening outside of you happening also because you take action on it you act on it so that's also interesting something else that was coming through um for you is to not rush or to not kind of yeah to not rush because when I was preparing for your reading every time I was getting frustrated and wanting to do something quickly it would mess things up like I would try to like push the boxes of the different decks away and then they just all fell on on top of each other or you know there's different things like that that happened which um for me, it was definitely like, oh, like I need to take my time with this. If I just rush it, it's not going to happen or it's not going to, um, it's not going to be right. And that just felt like a, something for your reading as well. So perhaps there is a change happening or a change on the horizon or you will be guided to take action to change something soon. But when you do, just trust that it's going to be the right timing. It doesn't have to be right now. And when it happens, you don't have to rush or just be in a frenzy to make it happen either, okay? So, let us start with some, or let us continue, I should say, with some tarot cards from the Fountain Tarot. I want to know what's going on here, what the universe wants you to know regarding creativity, perhaps what this big change is about. Huh. Oh, this is very interesting. Can we get one last? Yeah, thank you. Hmm. Okay. 
Okay, the deck split open on the devil card, which I'm not going to take, but I'm noticing that. Bottom of the deck, we have the hermit as well. And the three of coins underneath, the nine of coins. Okay, 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 let's stop looking at that. I pulled four, ca four cards. What was that accent? Where was that going? What the fuck? I pulled four cards for you. Um, and they're like at the corners of the spread. So we have the seven of swords, strength in reverse, the three of cups, and the six of wands. And the three of cups, I put it upright, but it really came out fully sideways. So just wanted to mention that. So maybe there's a bit of messages from both the upright and the reversals here. Um, this is a bit confusing because when I first pulled, the last card that came out was the six of wands, okay? When I first pulled the three cards, the first three cards, seven of swords, strength in reverse, three of cups, I feel like my mind had an idea of what this meant. And then as soon as the last card came out, I was like, oh, hold on. This is, it felt like it was turning things around. So there could be something like that here. Like you think you've got a situation figured out and then at the last minute, some new information comes in and you're like, that completely changes your perspective. There's, there's something here about friends or the people around you, that's for sure, with the Three of Cups. And especially also, I did roll out my Astro Dice before the reading. It's kind of becoming a tradition. I'm kind of doing it at, at the beginning of every reading. I don't always mention it during the reading, but if it's in the spread, I'll often include it in the photo. So we have Neptune, Leo, and the 11th house, which Neptune, once again, known for confusion um, because it's kind of a foggy energy. So there you go. An 11th house connected to friends and friend groups and many other things, of course, but we already have a specific theme going on here. And I'm wondering if this is about figuring out who are your real friends or who you should keep around you, who you shouldn't keep around you because they drag you down more than they lift you up. Because with the Seven of Swords, clarified by the... Like on one side, on the left side, we have the Seven of Swords and Strength in reverse, which is very, very kind of dark, challenging energy. But then on the other side, we have the Three of Cups and the Six of Wands, both upright, which is very beautiful, like light energy. So it's kind of like on one side, there's something that suggests that something is definitely wrong. And on the other side, like, no, everything is totally fine and happy and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Which is why I was like, this is kind of confusing. <laughs> because at first I was getting like, oh, maybe there's someone in your friend, gr friend group that um, kind of needs their their place in your life, maybe needs to be reevaluated. But then with the Six of Wands, I was like, underneath the Three of Cups, I was like, oh, well, there's also some really beautiful friendships going on so i don't know if there's a need to just if there if this is energy from different people and different friendships coming through like you have some friendships that are really uplifting and beautiful and nourishing and loving and you have some that are not as much and it's going to be part of this um of this change that you'll be called to make very soon which we touched upon to kind of be able to sort, try to sort through that as best as possible. And perhaps there's gonna be some confusion for you involved in that. I don't know if you have um, Neptune in your 11th house natally, or maybe Pisces ruling your 11th house, which if so, it could be 
difficult for you in general in your life to kind of be able to decipher who is your real friend and who is not. Which, please don't take that as like, please don't let that stress you out, okay? Please don't let that stress you out. If you have those placements, it doesn't mean that every single time you meet someone, you should doubt yourself or be like, oh my god, do they hate me secretly? Like, please don't. I'm just, like, there's beauty to Neptune as well. It's not just confusion. I'm just making links with, like, the different things coming through right now, which, of course, implies simplifying certain archetypes. Okay. Let's get more information here because clearly there's a bigger picture that we need to take into account. And you know what? I feel called to pull more crystal cards, which I'm surprised by. I didn't think we would use more, but okay, there you go. This one right here and another one for the other side. This one. Okay, this is so funny. Which one should they take? They're kind of similar. Okay, hold on. Okay, I pulled two crystals for each side. One side being seven of swords and the strength in reverse and the other side being three of cups and six of wands. As you can see, hopefully if I put the the spread on the cover of the episode, which I'm trying to do now. Blue obsidian, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay, sorry, that was another thing in the deck. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm going everywhere right now. My mind is going everywhere with this reading. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like the crystals I pulled are just like so on brand, it's kind of funny, which is why I'm laughing. On the side where I said, oh, everything feels dark and heavy, Seven of Swords in the Strength card in reverse, two black crystals, <laughs> one being hematite with the keywords grounding, magnetic pull, and focus, and black tourmaline with grounding, protection, and detox. See? Oh my god. And then on the other side, we have two pink crystals, just like the one in the middle, including one that's literally heart-shaped. Bruh, you can't fucking make this up. I swear to God. <laughs> and their names are pretty much exactly the same. You have Rose Aura Quartz with Hearts, Desire, Love, and Divine. And you have Rose Quartz with Love, Nurture, and Romance. I mean, come on, what the fuck? <laughs> so there's two very starkingly different energies here. And I don't know if they coexist within the same connection or, yeah. And I feel like it's that maybe within the same friendship or friendship, sometimes you feel very dark energy, sometimes you feel very loving energy. And it's kind of difficult and confusing for you to figure out what's real or what's the middle ground of that. What is the truth of that? Um, I do think that it's an optimistic sign that the first crystal that we have from the beginning that I put in the center is hot pink so it is closer to the bright side the shadow side is not bad it's just something subconscious and something often that we push back into our subconscious because we're afraid of it or because it's not so pretty and dainty okay 
Um, but your big spike crystal in the center, it is hot pink. And it does speak of unconditional love. It's also about timing, action, and change. So there could also be something here about if you want unconditional love, you have to take action that reflects that. You can't just wait for it to just happen for you. So if you're around people who don't love you or don't show you love, you have to take the action to kind of sort that out. And you have to take action to find people who are more open-minded and open-hearted and to value them and to have them in your life. And you also have to prioritize that in the way that you treat yourself. Okay, well, let's read the messages at the back of these four new crystals I just mentioned. So let's start with the dark side. Where, yeah, maybe I might call it the dark side and the pink side. <laughs> the dark side, hematite, grounding magnetic pole focus, Aries, Aquarius, Saturn. With a magnetism that is sky high, hematite has the ability to absorb negative emotions and create strong energetic boundaries. Its authoritarian force releases self-imposed limitations. A powerful stone to use in grounding oneself, hematite activates the root chakra and balances out the seven chakras by pulling toxicity from your aura. Deriving from the Latin word for blood, Hematite cleanses the blood in the body by promoting circulation and energizing the nervous system to begin anew. Use hematite when you need that extra boost. Okay. And black tourmaline, grounding, protection, detox, Capricorn, and sun. An energetic bodyguard. Black tourmaline acts as a psychic shield, protecting you from destruction, negativity, and psychic attacks. It is excellent at establishing boundaries and deflects unwanted mental energies. It is also used for grounding, stabilizing your foundation on earth, and making sure both feet are on the ground. With a natural electric spark, black tourmaline absorbs fears and transmutes those emotions into positive energy. Use this stone to balance your root chakra and detox any anxieties. Okay... And now your pink cards. Rose Aura Quartz, Heart's Desire, Love, Divine. All Zodiac, interesting, Sun and Moon. The energy of love vibrates on a soul level, penetrating the body through its many layers of tissue all the way down to the cells. Rose Aura Quartz is a crystal of love with the ability to shift one's sense of self, provide nourishment for your growth, and transform fear and doubts into unconditional love, creating a strong bond to the universe. It creates a synergy between the pineal gland located in the brain and associated with your third eye and the heart chakra, infusing your intuition with space to give and receive more love. Our chakras were talked about in every single of these crystal cards? What the fuck? <laughs> so, okay, that's that. And then, last but not least, the Rose Quartz, Love, Nurture, Romance, Taurus, Libra, and Venus. Calling in unconditional love, Rose Quartz invokes a gentle yet powerful feminine energy that nurtures and protects your heart. It can be used to attract new romance and to build closer bonds in your relationships. Rose Quartz opens the heart chakra and heals heartache, grief, and any unexpressed emotions. It asks that you show yourself compassion, forgiveness, and acceptance. Rose Quartz also inspires beauty in all forms. Open your heart to the beauty within you. Okay, 
Um, again, <laughs> I kind of laughed at one point because I was like, do all these cards reference chakras? And yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I just want to say something like, I was saying like, oh, the pink reminds me of Barbie, but like we have a whole side that's all black, which is very Oppenheimer. So <laughs> I don't know if there's people here um, who have been enjoying these movies, have been enjoying the memes of their contrasts. Um, I can't talk about Oppenheimer because I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's a very good movie. I just prefer to go to the movies to feel giddy and joyful and excited. Um, so I was more so in the mood for Barbie. Even though it wasn't just that, obviously. But anyway, if you're listening to this in the future and have kind of forgotten about this, yes, Barbie and Oppenheimer came out on the same on the same day and it was such an event. I hope this is remembered remembered for all of history. Um, <laughs> okay, but to go back to your reading, I think this is actually mostly about you. Learning how to go from someone who doesn't treat themselves well to someone who treats themselves with love. And I think this will naturally reflect outwardly. So if you're worried about the fact that it's hard for you to be, like you feel like you have a lot of people around you who don't treat you with love and patience and forgiveness and compassion and all of that, this is just, this just reflects the way that you treat yourself and that you feel about yourself. And if you take action to change that, alchemize that into love. Inevitably, the people around you will have to follow or they will have to exit your life and make space for more loving people to enter your life. So I think that you think what you should be most worried about is your friend group when actually what you truly have power over. I mean, of course you have power over who's your friend and who you spend time around, but I think if you just try to figure out who's truly your friend and who's not, you're just going to lose yourself in the confusion and assumptions and overthinking when actually the your power and agency would be much better used by focusing on learning to love yourself and give that love to yourself and knowing that the more you do that successfully, the better you'll be able to recognize that in your external world and therefore attract that to you. Mm -hmm. That's the vibe here. Okay, let's pull more cards. Let's get deeper into it. So, yeah, let's go with this one. So now we know that you're meant to focus on yourself for now. So what needs to be alchemized here? Because I feel like you're someone who thinks that they have to protect themselves a lot. With all of this dark energy on one side, you may be always assuming the worst out of people. That they're going to treat you badly, that they're talking behind your back that they don't love you, something like that. And I don't know if that's warranted, but even if it is, we're here to figure out a way for you to be able to surround yourself with more loving people. And as we said, that starts with you learning 
to surround yourself with your own love. Wonderful. Okay, I'm pulling cards from the Cosma Visions Oracle. I was going to say tarot because it's the structure of it is similar to tarot, but it is not a tarot deck. Do we have space for one more card? My brain is so confused because some cards in this deck look bigger than others. But it's because some cards in the deck have borders and some others don't. But I swear it's like an optical illusion. <laughs> it's really confusing me. <laughs> okay. So. We have. The five of trees. Sacrifice. The seven of birds in reverse. Dream world, karma, and life on earth. Okay. First of all, dream world. <laughs> it very much feels reminiscent of Barbie land. But, um, okay. I am curious about this card, the dream world card, because I want to see in the booklet what it means. This deck is rather new. I haven't had it for very long. And the structure is similar to tarot, but for this one, I see it's meant to be like a major arcana, but instead of a number, there's just like a question mark on top of it. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm at, at that page on the in the booklet. This is like an, adi an, an additional, blah. can I speak? An added card to the major arcana from the creator of this deck, Dream World. Reconnection perspective shift. Two crescent moons hang in an orange colored sky. Beneath the moons, a stone building sits on the shore and calls you forward. With no windows or doors, it asks your mind to will it open. This is a place between here and there, a refuge, a, re a revisiting of the collective and conscious. Wow. Yeah, so that was also a description of the imagery. I love this because, again, the in-between. This is very important here. That was the first card that we talked about, the big your big spike crystal, which was in the middle. There's like something about the in-between between two different extremes. And also it talked about with no windows or door, it asks you it asks your mind to will it open. Yeah, you have to open your own mind. Perspective shift as well, yeah. It says, while life on earth can sometimes feel lackluster, there is a space where we can still dream. The dream world contains both dreams and nightmares as they sparkle like scales in the water and offer glimpses into realities once not far from our own. Recall the power of this place and let it fill your voids. Do not let the trivialities of life dull your vision. What if our dreams are a direct link to our past lives and all we need is to remember that they were once that they too were once real. Interesting. And then underneath it, it says, readers may opt to take Dreamworld out of out from their deck as it is not a part of the original Arcana and is unique to this edition only. The choice is yours to make. So again, agency, taking action. This keeps coming up. Very interesting. And of course, I always keep all the cards in my decks and I didn't even know that was... Not part of the of the thing, because I think it's the first time I pulled it um, since I've had this deck, which and I haven't used it very much. 
interesting. <laughs> so there's something here in the dream world as well, which could be interpreted literally and also metaphorically speaking. And it mentioned past lives because that's what this deck is, is about. Um, so maybe there is something in one of your past lives that connects to why you often feel so paranoid and distrusting of other people or you often assume the worst in how they treat you and how they view you, how they talk about you behind your back, if they even talk about you behind your back. Maybe something happened to you or trust was betrayed in a past life. If you can't really pinpoint, if you try to think about your life in this lifetime and you know that you're someone who finds it very hard to trust people and um, always assumes the worst out of other people and you can't pinpoint an event in your current life that would explain this kind of trauma yeah i'm gonna say that because you don't become automatically distrusting of other people if not for something really um really significant in a very bad and painful way to happen to you um if you can't pinpoint something that would explain this level of trauma this level of like altering your life perspective it probably comes from a past life of yours. So doing a past life regression or something like that could be interesting for you. I don't do past life regressions, although that is something I'm interested in in the future. So maybe if you're listening to this in the future, feel free to reach out and ask if I'm trained in that because maybe I am. <laughs> but um, we can totally connect to your past lives through tarot readings. So if you want a one-on-one reading, feel free to reach out to me about that. Um, but there's there's something here. In the collective unconscious, that's what it mentioned, the collective unconscious. There's something in the collective unconscious for you. And I feel like Neptune in the 11th house from your Astrodice are so reminiscent of that. The collective and the unconscious. Very 11th house, very Neptunian. Maybe Neptune is currently transiting through your 11th house. Even if it's not the case, this is connected to your message here. Which is probably why your reading from the beginning felt so confusing. There's something about this message that's kind of hard to grasp and hard to verbalize, make it come to the surface. Because that's kind of a lot of what we do uh, as tarot readers. We bring out things that have been in your subconscious or in the intangible world. We bring it to light, we bring it forward, and we speak it into existence. And so most of the time... If the reading is, is for you, what I'm saying is not entirely new or it's not something that's that surprising for you. It's stuff that you've often been thinking about, been sensing, been feeling out, even if you weren't totally sure or if you didn't really know how to understand it or express it or verbalize it or explain it, okay? That's often what this is about. But this is like buried very deeply and it's not just your own individual unconscious, it's collective unconscious. So okay, let's pull more cards about that. To co let's, co let's connect the collective unconscious here to try to pull this message out of there. This message that needs and wants to come through to reach you today. What is this message about? Can we please connect to the collective unconscious? What is the message from the collective unconscious that wants to come out for my beautiful people here today? 
Anything else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if we wanted to pull one last card and the answer was yes. Okay. I just pulled cards from the Tarot of the Divine deck. Bottom of the deck, we have Two of Cups. Interesting. Starting from left to right, so starting from the cards closest to the dark side all the way to the pink side, we have the Tower in reverse, the Three of Wands in reverse, the Ten of Swords in reverse, the Page of Cups in reverse, and last but not least, the Chariot. Hmm... I think you want to move forward in your life and you don't know how or you don't know you just feel a lot of things holding you back or slowing you down and you're trying to figure out what it is and the thing is you're trying to sail a boat that has a huge anchor anchor deeply in the sand at the bottom of the ocean that you didn't even notice yet that's what's going on here. Even on the chariot card, the person is on, um, it's not on a chariot, the person is on a, an actual boat. I'm also seeing an anchor tattoo. Maybe someone has that. Maybe you saw a picture of that recently. Maybe you saw someone recently that has one. Um, which is kind of a strange tattoo to get, right? When you think about it. <laughs> it can be a, a symbol of, of grounding, of course. I'm not saying like, oh, this is like a really dark, not healthy symbol. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. And also, like, people who have tattoos, like, you, they get to... Of course, there's some... Sometimes with symbols, there's, like, cultural meaning that can't be ignored. But at the end of the day, you put the meaning. You, you give it meaning. Your own meaning. See, as soon as I started talking about that, I kind of shied away from it with that explanation. So there could be something about... There's something about tiptoeing around the issue here. Or the core of what's going on. I'm not sure why. It could be you subconsciously not wanting to face the truth because it's scary. If this is something connected to something that happened in your past life, this could be you, your soul doesn't really want to feel those painful emotions again. But at the same time, consciousness is power. You won't save yourself or protect yourself by remaining unaware of something. Because I'm looking at this Page of Cups card. And... Yeah, when I started talking about maybe wanting to avoid some painful memories or reliving painful memories, I noticed on this card, the person um, is standing up and in between their legs, there's like a little bunny who has a string in its mouth. And the string is tying up around the person's ankle, but they don't, they're not really looking. So I feel like if you if you try to ignore this, it just ties you down. And I think that's what it's been doing. If you're like, why can't I move forward? Why can't I do the changes and not the changes I want to make in my life? It's because you refuse to look at something painful in the eye. 
And it, again, it could be something that has nothing to do with your current life or that you don't remember at all. But it's interconnected to all of this. So you can't escape it. You can't avoid it. Even if it's like ancestral trauma or something that has to do with your family line. You're like, what the fuck? Why does it have to be me who has to heal this family trauma? Or it's not even something that happened to me. Well, I'm sorry. Life is unfair, okay? Life is unfair sometimes. I'm sorry to tell you that. But this is also where you can find your power. This isn't just like you have to endure this and then you'll finally be able to live your life. This is like once you understand, once you shift your perspective on what true inner power is, you'll finally understand that it's a beautiful thing to claim your pain as yours and to not ignore it anymore. So this could be something that happened in a past life or is not connected to you, of course, but this could also be something from your past and this lifetime that you do remember childhood or something else something happened that was painful and you don't want to remember it if you think about it again but the thing is the more you try to push it into your shadow by trying to ignore it the more power it holds over you believe it or not that's how shadow work works that's why well that's that's how the shadow works the unconscious works and that's why shadow work is necessary yeah okay so i think we're ready to really get into it are you ready <laughs> we'll never be a hundred percent ready but so what is this painful memory about what is this painful memory about what is this hardship that people here so desperately want to ignore, but that needs to be acknowledged, that needs to come to the surface, that needs to come to light. Yep. What needs to come to light? What is this pain about? What's the core of the issue? This is fascinating. Okay. I'm actually going to do this. Sorry, I'm, I'm just moving this thread around. What is this pain about and what do the people here need to understand about it or acknowledge about it, witness about it? Can we get one last card, please? What is this painful memory made of? Yep. Okay. Okay, I just pulled some cards from the Muse Tarot. Bottom of the deck, we have three of inspiration in reverse, which is the three of wands. Here we have the devil <laughs> first um and we have the ten of inspiration which is the ten of wands so two notably challenging cards in the tarot coming out first we're not surprised with the question that we asked we have the world cosmos in reverse the four of voices in reverse which is the four of swords the hierophant in reverse and we have two muses which are special cards in this deck because it's the muse tarot they kind of they take the place of the kings in this deck but they don't necessarily 
represent exactly what the kings represent in the traditional tarot. So we have the Muse of Voices, which is the Muse, well, the it's, it's swords, and then the Muse of Materials, which is pentacles. Okay. And I love that we're using the Muse Tarot because it is something, a deck that's deeply connected to creativity, which is definitely something, I mean, definitely something, it is the theme of today's reading which is interesting so if what you've been trying to move forward with is something connected to your creativity or to creating um yes you need to face this before you can truly connect to your inspiration or before you can continue creating or even if you don't fully see the connection yet and creativity is more than just about creating art right if you don't see the connection yet to your creativity the healing process of that will be connected to it, okay? And you'll understand eventually. So, I'm looking at the booklet of the Muse Tarot because I want, okay, what is the Muse? That's what I want to know. Introduction, even the way that the, the descriptions of the cards are written in this in this booklet are pretty unique and pretty creative. <laughs> Introduction to the Muse Tarot. This will be unorthodox. It will be experimental, poetic, and, and strange. It is meant to be healing. If it pushes your buttons, ask why. If it makes you cry, ask why. If it inspires you, ask why. If it makes you smile, take that chisel and bottle it up for a rainy day. This project was meant as an anthology, a sonnet, a love poem to the muse, a place for you to think about your own connection to her, a place for you to hopefully feel inspired to begin your own unique relationship with her or him or it or they. I invite you to join me on this journey of inner plotting, stoking, creating, and learning. It is my hope that you learn to connect with your muse through poetry, story, music, and cards. That you learn more about what inspires you and about the actions that you can take to make your own creator path wild with adventure. I would love for you to use this deck as a way to jumpstart a million creative ideas or as a way to satisfy your desire for a deeper connection to your magical life. It's my greatest wish that you laugh and play with great seriousness and that you make this journey alive with joy. May we learn more about ourselves and our souls and approach our own creative inspiration with all the wonder and all required to go beyond the rational. May you get to know your inner muses and begin a lifelong friendship with this magical energy that will always be there to lift you up and to inspire you when you need a little. Okay. And then what is the muse? I'm sure she's a part of my soul. I'm also sure she's a part of my imagination. Yet, she's somehow 100% real to me. And she's wildly brilliant. She is wildly brilliant. She is. Am I? Are we? Are we two sides of the same force of creation working to simply create? Is she, maybe, just the energy of inspiration? Is she, perhaps, just the ideas coming down from the ethers? Or maybe, more likely, she is simply creation itself. The energy I feel emanating from her is one of creation. Life force, the state of a thing before it slows down and becomes solid matter. 
the state of a thing when it is a potential, a possibility, a beautiful maybe. She shows up in a few different ways for me. Sometimes she is personified, like a deity. Sometimes she chats and teaches, in human form and in my language. Then there are other times when she shows up not unlike a glitch in perception. Like a shift of light and shadow. Like those specks of dust through filtered sunlight. Like that place I sometimes get to, deep in trance or meditation, when I lose myself in icy dancing lights. That place where things begin to look like sacred geometry and where the only thing that accompanies me is all and nothing and a profound sense of love. Could she be a figment of my imagination or a projection of my beliefs? Absolutely. Could she be the energy of the creator God coalesced for a moment in energetic form to kiss my heart? Absolutely. Could she be an echo of the universe that resides within me? All the creator energy from the Big Bang that I am connected with and that I come from? Yes. I'm not sure if she is deity, energy, source, or imagination. What I do know is that she shows up for us when we ask her to and that she will guide us to our next project as needed. Whenever it is rooted in love, she is there and she helps us to harness our own creative energy and rein it in. I know that she offers structure and goals and nudges and that her greatest wish is for us to walk in our own essence in a life and on a path that are our own. Could she be love? Yes, definitely. Okay, I'm going to stop there for that. I wanted to look at that to round that in to see more about the creative energy of this deck and also because you got two Muse cards, which is why I read the part about who is Muse or what is Muse. So, okay. If that inspired you, feel free to like get this deck. Of course, this is a Muse tarot. This is not sponsored in any way. It is a really beautiful deck. Um, and it's. I admit... When I get a new deck, I rarely read, read the booklet. I just kind of want to use the cards right away because, you know, ADHD. Like, I'm just kind of like, I don't care. I just want to get to using the cards. Sometimes it's fun to kind of read in and see what the, the initial intention was. Um, okay. Let's get back to the question that we asked. Well, that I asked, which was, what is the in this initial pain about? Sorry, that was just a joint cracking in my body, if you heard that. You could have Charon and Leo. I think, I think being connected to creativity is painful in and of itself for you, or a challenge, where you could have Chiron in the fifth house. It's possible that you were kind of shut down as a child in a way that you expressed yourself, especially through speech. There's also something here about burnout. Or it may be something that happened is that like when you were a child you were only permitted to do something that you loved after you had done all of your tasks and chores. And that made it difficult for you to nurture a really healthy relationship to your creativity. Because now as an adult, which if you're here, you should be an adult. Now as an adult, it's hard for you to just let yourself be because you feel like you haven't earned it or you don't deserve to just let yourself do things that you enjoy. If, if you've been struggling with that and you don't really know where that comes from, it probably comes from this, okay? 
or if even if it wasn't par- your parents, it could have been like at school, you're only allowed to play or to do something that you like after you're done with your work. We live in a very in a capitalistic world where the messaging either directly or indirectly is like you're only worth surviving and existing if you work or you can only earn to have fun, be joyful, create, do the things that you love after you worked. You can't just give yourself that right away. That would be greedy. That would be unfair. That would be unhealthy. That's kind of the messaging that we're surrounded by all the time. And that's not true at all. You've learned that it's just not safe for you to just let yourself be creative and be a creative. And I'm saying to let yourself be, right? Human being, not human doing. Important part of this whole message here. You might also have learned to kind of fear your intuition and your creativity because I think your creative energy was so strong that all the imposed limitations on you kind of made you think that you had to be afraid of the power of your own creativity. Wow, you guys. This message is also strangely resonating with me as well because I'm getting some like examples from my own life for example like I always love to um read and write from as I mean as soon as I learned how to when I was a child and um I was really a bookworm I'm still I still kind of am and I would do my my work at school really quickly as quick as possible because I wanted to read my book afterwards I was really good at school at least at the very beginning when I was like in elementary school And I would purposely try to do it really fast because after that I would get to read my book and that's what I wanted to do. I was motivated by that. And when I would write stories, when we had to like to write, there was always like the, I would always like exceed the maximum amount of words that we were allowed to write, which, you know, my teachers would just kind of, gently scold me but still you know they wouldn't deduct points usually because I wrote well and I didn't make a lot of mistakes so you know I was kind of forgiven right in that sense but that I guess that's kind of the messaging that I got as well you can you only get to do what you love after you've worked or you have to kind of contain your creativity and I feel like when I was younger like my creativity was so free-flowing and now it can be difficult to connect to that sometimes as an adult because I feel like I've been told like to just be serious and work a lot. Which is such a shame. Even through high school and stuff, like the more time passed, the more every writing exercise was about um, argumentative um, texts. You, like, you, at some point through like middle school or high school, writing creating doing a writing exercise or exam by creating a a fictional story was just not a thing anymore it just disappeared and we were like that was never relevant anymore that was never something that I guess the government who created the school system thought was important anymore and when you don't practice you forget and you don't learn that that part of you is important and valuable and beautiful and there's no light shone upon it you forget how to connect to it 
it's really true that the school system kills creativity. Maybe that's what's going to happen to you as well. Which, if so, I'm really sorry. And I totally feel your pain because as I'm telling you, I kind of feel the same way. Hmm. Yeah. There could be something here as well for you to go back to like, what is this um, initial wound about? Maybe you were, your, your creative expression was mocked at some point or kind of dismissed by other kids or other people around you. And I think if that happened, they were just jealous or they just had themselves learned to start repressing their own creative expression and so they couldn't handle see that in, seeing that in other people in such a free liberated way in the way that you expressed yourself so they had to kind of shut that down I mean they didn't have to but that's how they felt right and when you're a child you're you're like you're not conscious enough to these things to not do them doesn't excuse it of course but you know it explains it I'm also sensing there could be something here about how authority failed you or if you were raised within religion I feel like your spiritual leaders failed you because we have the Hierophant in reverse so connected to creativity maybe people laughed at you and you tried to find soothing within the spirituality that you were raised with or the religion that you were raised with and your spiritual leaders were really disappointing or they were actually part of the people to try to dampen your energy your creativity your enthusiasm and that could be where the distrust comes from that we've talked about earlier that's the thing it's hard for you to trust that other people will receive your natural, unique expression of creativity well. Mm. But as with everything else, you can't find people who will love you for who you are if you don't show the world who you are, which of course includes facing your fears and being vulnerable and probably still experiencing some rejections or indifference here and there, which can be re-triggering. It's a whole process. We're not going to get into all of it today. You probably know some of that already. We can, of course, kind of dive deeper into it in a one-on-one session if you want to. We'd love to do that. And to provide kind of long-term support on this journey of yours. But um, find your own tools, find your own people to help you with that. Yeah. There's something here as well about dismissing your own value with the Muse of Materials. Something that was so beautiful about you was kind of shut down. It could also be that this creativity is something that is meant to be a part of your career or a part of, a part of how you make money or you want it to be. But it's really hard for you to connect back to this part of you, which ended up meaning that it's hard for you to move forward, take action, and achieve and pursue your goals. If you're like, why can't I move forward? 
It's because you need your creativity to move forward. And it's, it's been harder for you to connect to that over time. Okay. I feel like I want to give you like a last little message to kind of, of like advice of how to reconnect to your creativity a bit more. Yeah, okay. I have to take another deck that I haven't taken out yet. So give me a second. And now the spread will be imperfect, but that's okay. <laughs> that's part of life. That's part of reading cards. I'm not just gonna be like, okay, no more message for you just because it messes up my spread. <laughs> okay. Oh God. <laughs> I almost dropped the box on the floor. So thankfully you didn't have to hear that. The table's kind of full right now, which is why I'm struggling. Okay. This is very on brand for, um, okay, I just put the deck to nothing is wasted. So that's also something important. Don't think you've wasted your time just because it was hard for you to connect to your creativity. You've learned from all of your experiences and that will, that will fuel your creations moving forward. Um, this, what I was going to say is this, this theme here, this message coming through is very on brand for Venus retrograde happening currently in Leo. This could be, this is really something that you're, retrogrades are not about messing with our lives the way that the mainstream media has made us believe, or, you know, mainstream astrology, which is very, um, lacking in depth, but, um, it's actually about looking behind looking to the past to learn something important to help us course correct in the way that we're going to move forward after the retrograde so it's often here to teach us a lesson or bring a certain re important realization that will be very helpful and healing for us for our future so how can the people here oh reconnect no that's like half the deck jumped out so no how can the people here connect to their i was gonna say intuition what creativity okay we've got three cards from the spirit animal oracle First one is Fox Spirit, number 27, Think on Your Feet. Then we have Armadillo Spirit, in reverse, Set Healthy Boundaries, number 3. The fact that this is in reverse, to me, once again, this is not something that's meant to be focused on. Focus on you and expressing yourself, rather than trying to figure out who's with you and who's against you. So we're not going to read the message for this card, we're going to focus on the other two, the Fox Spirit, which I just mentioned, and the last one, which is Badger Spirit. Be fearless and bold, number four. Fox Spirit is number 27, by the way. So let's read the message of advice from Fox Spirit. Think on your feet. Be alert now, for Fox Spirit has appeared and you are meant to move swiftly. Let this clever spirit draw, you, draw out your creativity. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I also love, again, there's something about 
taking action and quick change with the chariot as well. So yeah, that's going to be important. Okay. You are meant to move swiftly. Let this clever spirit draw you out, draw out your creativity as you adjust to rapidly changing circumstances with resilience, grace, and astuteness. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Changes. There's a lot of changes happening in your life, either right now or soon. And you'll have to be resilient and creative to really make the best of those, which is why right now you are guided back to your creativity because what you're going to create while whilst being connected to it is going to be so wonderful. Fox Spirit helps you to think on your feet, using your best judgment and wits to help you slip into a more advantageous situation. Now is not a time to hesitate, but a time for swift action of the mind, a time to think outside the box and notice the many ways in which you might make a move, aware of your surroundings and always clear on what you deserve and wish to co-create. Trust that your cleverness, guided by Fox Spirit, will serve you well. Okay, wonderful. And... Last but not least, the Badger Spirit, be fearless and bold, number four. <clears throat> badger Spirit rejoices at your persistence and commitment to what is true for you. Whatever you seek, your tenacity and faith in your partnership with Spirit is paying off, and the results will soon coalesce into form in your world. The gift of Badger Spirit is the surety. What? That's a word in English? Okay. That taking a risk now and being courageous, fearless, and bold will yield wondrous results. This is a time to harness your will and apply it consistently to the pursuit of your dreams. Know that no matter the temporary outer conditions, you will, you will manifest your desires in divine timing. Boom, divine timing. Like that keeps coming up as well. You will manifest your desires in divine timing and in the form that spirit deems best for you. Badger spirit says you have, to, what it, you have what it takes to get what you want. So assert yourself, be fearless and be bold. Shining your light as your purpose calls you into the world. New relationships are also given a green light now. Don't be afraid to make the first move. Badger Spirit loves your brave and mighty heart. Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. This is so amazing. Okay, so this is where I'm going to end your reading, my loves. This feels like a high note to end on. And I feel like we kind of circled back from what we were talking about at the beginning. So it just feels like a beautiful conclu con conclusion. Yeah, and see, I've been talking too long now, I'm doubting myself <laughs> on what is a word and what isn't. So let me let you go. Um, I hope you enjoyed, I hope this was helpful and insightful. If it was, you can let me know by reaching out to me. I love to hear stories, connect to you and all of that, Instagram DMs or email. Or um, you can also let me know by giving the podcast a five stars review or however many stars you want to give. But when you give high ratings to show that you enjoyed it, it really helps me out and it also helps more people find these readings if you think they would be helpful to more people. Um, so thank you. You can send me a tip if you'd like to, if you feel like doing that. All the things I'm going to mention are linked in the description of the episode. If you want to go deeper, alchemize this further, you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with me. Um, you can follow me on my other platforms. I did a workshop recently, which the replay will be on sale very soon. I'm planning on doing more. So check out that as well. Um, what else? I have a promo code for some candles and incense if you are need to restock on that. And there's probably other things, but I'm forgetting. So thank you so much. I'm sending you so much love on your amazing journey of yours. And hopefully I'll see you next time. Follow the podcast. Okay, that's it. Bye.